0: Before we get started, there is a scene in this week's episode where a character uses their powers to manipulate another character in a sexual situation. If that makes you uncomfortable at all, the moment starts a little bit after the 32-minute mark, and if you want to go ahead and jump a minute and a half, two minutes ahead, you'll get right past that scene, and it's the only one you really have to worry about this week. I'm sorry if this scene made any of you uncomfortable. I'm hoping this warning will keep anyone else from being made uncomfortable by it, And I hope that you all enjoy the show. Hey, people. This is Aram. Welcome back to God's Fall, a proud member of Neon Rival. Join the collective at neonrival.com. Episode 71, Shattered Remains. When we were last in on the Lord Haldir-Loran had barely survived a power struggle with Chancellor Gringle, only to have his connection with Phryne broken by Ariscatane. The jackdaws groped for purpose when Caslick was stripped from the Hive, but they soon found a ready replacement in the tortured and vengeful Brannock. My name is Michael.
1: I'm playing Chancellor Gringle, a 5th level gnomish scribe. My name is Joe.
2: I'm playing Lord Haldir Loran, a sixth-level High Elf Warlock. My name is Carlos Luna, and I play the three Jackdaws: Inshova,
3: the fourth-level Human Thief; Kaslik, the fourth-level Human Ranger; Urakov, the fourth-level Human Fighter.
4: My name is Allison. I'm playing Ariska Tane, an eighth-level Human Bard. <laughs>
3: Man, I just want to do crazy thing after crazy thing in this game. How hard would it be to steal the fog cutter?
1: He's asking to get out of Ani, which is impossible.
0: It's got a full crew, and even if you stole it, you wouldn't be able to get out of the channel of Ani. The only way out of the city is a boat, though. You're guards. If you just walk out, walk into a barge, they're, they're going to shift you down. You'll get into the city, then you can figure out a way out, but you just have to get out one of the doors.
1: A long-term plan. There's no way for him to get, or for any of the three to get out of past the blockade, to say Rizon or anywhere else. We are Kadarian, right? Yeah, you're born in Kadar. Yeah. Hey, friends. <laughs> I'm from Kadar. I'm from the same place you are. Why don't you let me through this blockade? Sure, friend.
0: They wouldn't do that. <laughs> they would board your ship and they would question you for all oh, for a all oh, for a while. But you guys are famous. Oh. Yeah. Remember? You guys are that famous sports team, so someone's going to recognize you.
3: And this other guy? Oh, yeah, he's chill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I just, they want to take a boat, and they want to go to that blockade. The one thing I think that would come to the mind of at least the crafty Jackdaw, especially with the information Brannick's giving them as well about these ships, they can't steal one, but if one was to leave, they don't need to be on the fog cutter to be in the fog. If they were clever and coy and tracked along behind, they could slip into the fog with them and slip through the blockade that way at the same time they do. What about the presence? What are they getting from? Just this incredibly powerful draw and call to sail north. What about the girl?
5: <laughs>
0: I would say at this point, she's gone. Her mind is snapped. I mean, what she's been through and then the fact that she's lost all power and no, and she's been left alone in her own mind and in a cell. I think she's just gone. Gotcha. I mean, she could be saved. Look, someone could cast lesser restoration on her and bam, she's back to herself. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right? But I'd say right now her mind is broken. So, Haldir, you've just gotten all your power back and your sword has appeared in your hand and it has changed color yet again. All right.
2: Um, I look over to Ariska and I ask again, who are you? But this is less demanding. It's more of an actual question. Who are you?
4: That's the question. Finally, it's the one I've been waiting for. Well, honey... I'm the god of chaos. I still have more questions.
2: I, I, I don't know that I want to leave immediately. I think we're in a pretty good position where we are. Why do we need to go right now? You said I was done being a servant. Roll
0: insight for me, Haldir. A natural 20. Woo! Okay, I mean, I think in that moment, as you're voicing it aloud, you are no longer a servant of Friday. At some point, Phryne's probably going to recognize that. She's a little distracted at the moment, but at some point she's going to realize you're not there anymore and you're kind of in her throne room.
4: Of course, you are still immortal. But we can fix that. I showed you we can fix that. I know how to do it, but we can't do it here. We're right in the middle of Ani. Wake up, kid, wake up. Let's go. Can I cast Dimension Door again back to the ship? Absolutely,
0: you can. Your lions are still cycling back and forth in front of you. like So they've always been kind of like a little bit in between you and her as this whole conversation's been going on. The lions are sentient? The lions are sentient. Can they detect, you
3: know, like animals can detect... They can get a vibe off someone and their intentions. Are the lions getting
0: vibes off her intentions? The lions are a little freaked, so they're being protective of Hall Deer, but they're also, like, you know, they got their heads cocked and they got their ears tilted and they're listening. They're listening and they keep looking back to Hall Deer for orders, but they don't seem necessarily aggressive. They're not snarling, they're
4: not pacing as much. I wanna reach out if they're within arm's reach which I imagine they are at this point, I just want to reach out gently to whichever one is closest to me and see if I can uh, just sort of rub the fur behind its ears. Yanya, the all-white one, is always the braver one, so she's out front. So I reach out to Yanya and just kind of scratch her a little bit behind the ears. As I do, I'm pumping love, love, love into her. I would like you to roll animal handling.
0: 23. Yanya stops for a second and she kind of does that thing that cats do where they press their head into the fingers that are being rubbed. And then she immediately shakes her, shakes her head, but arches her back. So your fingers go all the way down her back and along her tail. And you see all this happen, Joe. I'm sorry. Hall dear. I mean, I'm
4: basically playing myself anyway. The terrible secret is that so (laughs) am I. Yeah. Just don't tell anyone. Yeah.
2: I, I look back over to Ariska and I say, it's not that simple. We still need to leave. The gates are still barred. They were not barred by me. They were barred by Gringo. We need the permission of somebody on the council in order to leave.
4: See, I knew you were the clever one. All right, then. How are you going to secure permission for us to leave and begin your path to godhood? She flutters her eyelashes just a little bit.
2: The speaker believes at this point, as much as I can infer, that I speak with Phryne's voice. I am, in her eyes, royalty in Ani. My word will go very far with her. Similarly with Gringle. However, he's currently indisposed. In jail. And in jail. If I ask her, she will likely open the gate. The issue is, is, is Phryne. She controls the city. She controls the throne room if she knows and she realizes soon that the connection's been severed, it's going to cause trouble for us all. As you mentioned, I am immortal.
4: Well then, let's just see if you're worthy of being anything but that. She casts Dimension Door back to the ship. So this glimmering door
0: appears in front of her and you see as it fades from this glow and just becomes like a window in nothingness. A hallway in nothingness out into the deck of a ship and there's bright sunlight pouring through it
4: and everything. As I open the dimension door, I look to you and say, I'll meet you at the dock. One way or another, I'm getting out of this city. As long as you're loyal to this one purpose, you will have the support of my power. The moment you deviate from it, you will be all alone. She waves her fingers, steps through the dimension door onto the deck.
2: Uh, Well, we have to get out. So I walk over to the actual doors to the chamber. I open them, look to the speaker, and I say, please uh, uh, open the, uh, allow the, allow, I don't know how I'm going to do this.
0: Well, they're all still pretty whammied. Like their pace, like the second you open the door, they all look to you, and the guards immediately bow their heads, and even the speaker seems to tremble ever so slightly as she nods her head and looks to you for your order. Uh, speaker Tinueth, open the gates for the fog cutter. Open the gates! And the guards are rushing around and doors are being flung open, and you can hear this scraping noise and that as it happens the dimension door flickers closed behind you and you for a second feel a little disappointed and then immediately there's a blast of trumpets and the gates open for your ship
2: Without any explanation I don't look at the I don't look at her uh, I don't look at the speaker at all don't look at anybody I, I walk out the gates and I walk down to uh, the
4: fog cutter, which is hopefully, uh, hopefully right there. I would want it to uh, uh, to approach the dock to give him the opportunity to get on board.
0: By the time you've walked out to the docks, the fog cutter is rolling right up to them and is, you know, throwing down anchor and lowering a plank. So you could literally, without even breaking stride, simply march directly onto the ship. <laughs>
2: So I, I look at uh, I look at Ariska and I say, "Can you cast that door again? Can you cast it so it is uh, uh, right in front of the gem
0: that was uh, that was
2: over the throne?"
0: No, because she can't cast. She can't cast
4: into she the room. Only it. out damn. of it. <laughs> All right, but damn, dude, that is cold. I wanted to do that so bad, but I but Ariska would have no knowledge of that. Opportunity even existing. So oh, such a good idea. Second too late. So juicy. Y- you mean that huge garish blue thing? Why would I do that? That huge
2: garish blue thing is the tier of Sito. It is the heart of the city. It contains the powers of a god. So you're trying to take it, or are you trying to destroy it? Or what are you trying to do? I want to take it. You wanna take it? Or else destroy it?
0: Whew. It's huge, right? It's like... It's three feet tall. It's a god's heart. It's not that big, you know? How heavy is it? It's heavy. It would be like, I would say... Well, that assumes you pound. could even touch it because there's I mean, so water, so water gushing, gushing, out gushing out
1: of it. And also harboring the consciousness of Phryony. The Phryony. Yes.
0: Yeah, so this is going to be
4: tricky, whatever you try and do.
0: Oh, man.
4: Yeah, I... Let me... How do you dimension,
3: how do you dimension door...
4: Well, here's the thing. The the reality, regardless of what I'm communicating to Haldir, is that that's, that's the highest level spell I can cast. That's not part of my divinity. Okay. And to get back, I blew my only other slot to cast that spell. Oh. But I'm not going to let you know that. The reality is that I can't do that right now. I'm half wondering if, if I knew what it was, now that I know what it was, yeah. if I can use my disrupt bond divinity to, to sort of sever the bond between that artifact and, and the, the rest city. of the city.
0: Nothing gets into the chamber. The chamber is shielded against spells and powers going into it. They can go out of it, right. but they can't go in. So once you're outside of that inner chamber,
4: nothing gets in. Like you reach out and bam, you just hit a wall. So as much as I would love to see the city of Ani thrown into chaos... There are, by the way, like a horseshoe
0: ring of like, you know, sailors and everyone waiting for your orders. And Haldir, these are your people kind of looking at both of you for orders. And they look a little confused by that for a second. And then they just seem to accept it. Why didn't you tell me that? I I left you all the time in the world. You walked
2: into my throne room... Without invitation, you attempted to sever or attack or do something to my lions. I was forced to empty the throne room except for us. You gave me an ultimatum and severed my connection. And then, when I accepted your terms, you immediately left. Does it sound like I had time to you?
0: You guys, I assume have made your way to the upper ring now and are peeking out the door to see what's going on. Yeah, you would see. I mean, you would see the fog cutter. Roll a uh, perception to see if you can see them on the deck. Yeah. Five. Oh, and a one. Branick rolled an eighteen. What would they think if one of them spotted both of them on deck of the fog cutter? So Brannock spots them
3: both and shares it with the other two. Branick has been a great source of information. Uh, He's proven himself, his perception to be great in a pinch, I guess. They kind of look over to him. All three of them were planning on stealing a boat. But at this point, they see Ariska and Haldir. In their round, they say who cares about fleas when there's a rhino charging their idea would be to take a boat like a small boat and attach themselves to the fog cutter be with it at the same like in the fog with it like disappear with it
0: if you guys took a I mean, there's only barges except for that ship but you guys could take barges i mean it's You're going to be traveling in that canal for some time. You can, at some point, the ship's going to break, but it's going to have to hit like several locks. It's going to take time to get from things to things. So there's going to be several opportunities for you guys to grab a boat, especially when you pass through the center of the canal and there's just boats everywhere. So what are you looking for and what's the plan?
3: We're looking for some type of small boat that maybe a fisherman uses. And basically we want to... Row into the fog Get to the uh, fog cutter Two of us have already been on it So we we know what the layout is And we know that Where we can tie a rope to it Or we can somehow link to it There might be uh, an anchor on its side that's already pulled up. We just need to get close enough to tie off to it or just maintain the same speed, especially because if it's a canal, they're going really slow.
0: In the canal, it's easy because basically all the ships in the canal just enter that water current and the current takes them down. As long as you just stay in the current, you'll be carried at the same speed of them. Oh, okay. Now, once you get to the front gates and are allowed out through the front gates, assuming you're allowed out through the front gates, they're going to put up their sails. So the timing will be very critical if you're like in a small boat that's only a rowboat. There's a final gate out that always uh, has to, to signal traffic through it. But again, if it's the Lord Haldir Loran and frankly, the God of Chaos has the ability to look like other people. She can disguise self quite easily, so she could just be Friday I mean, there's ways where they could easily get out.
3: But how far away from... Ani is the barricade from.
0: It was like a day's travel until you hit the Kadarian barricade.
3: Yeah, so they're far. Yeah, so they would need to make their way out. They can't board that
0: ship though.
3: Mm-mm. Not with both of them there. What is outside the walls?
0: Ani is a grand city kingdom whose surrounding fields and hills vanish beneath the King Sea after the upheaval of the Gods War. The Tear of Sido provides the city with an ever-flowing source of magical water that invigorates the people who drink it and maximizes the crops it saturates. This stable utopia has led to a long list of people eager to immigrate to Ani's shores. Because demand far outpaces availability, towns have sprung up outside the five massive gates into the city. As a former member of the Royal Guard, Branick would be familiar with all of them. Port Duma sits at the most southern part of the island. It is considered one of the most scenic entrances into the kingdom, second only to the Great Canal, and is favored by those on religious pilgrimage to the Temple of Zavon. The busiest of the outer cities, Port Marquez has a single purpose, to import, store, and distribute as much food as it possibly can. Its docks are mostly sponsored by the Council of Wessel, and their ships have priority when offloading goods. Ani's northern mountain terminates in a craggy hook that shelters a small inlet from wind and waves known as Port Jask. The capital bursts their Royal Navy at these docks, and many in the government prefer them to the long, frequently congested slog through the Great Canal. The barracks for enlisted solars and low level officers are here as well, just outside the walls of the city they pledge their lives to protect. Half of the bustling city of Port Tardis is comprised of docks. They sport cavernous warehouses that sit right at the water's edge, many outfitted with sparse living quarters for their workers above. There is no boardwalk that connects them all, simply clusters of long piers owned by the various houses of Brennus that sponsor them. Competition between these houses is fierce and results in TARDIS offering the lowest import tariffs of any of the port cities. <laughs> port Paya is easily the largest of the port cities, though more than half of its land is reserved for grazing. The docks are largely sponsored by Razan and used to ship livestock and bulk feed into and out of the city, with a preference given for importing goods from southern Qadar. At the entrance to Ani's Great Canal is a box of stone walls and towers that loom 100 feet above the waterline, called the King's Cross. A section of stone bridges float above, held up by narrow arches that seem to defy gravity. Hidden inside this fortress are twin spill gates that can be activated at a moment's notice, sending thousands of gallons of water crashing below. The force and volume of that water is enough to swamp even the largest vessel. I mean, like, would someone come after them from that, or are they just like... I mean, they're dressed as guards. If they just walked... I mean, there's guards passing in and out of Ani all the time. So can they get to the wall and then start walking? Yeah, they can walk out to
1: these little towns or whatever, like on the edges of the island. Yeah. They won't be able to leave
0: the island. Okay. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, they got tons of ships in those towns, too. I mean, there's docks all along those towns.
1: Yeah, but they can't leave the, with those ships through the Qadarian, um blockade.
0: Right, they'd have to stick with the fog cutter, assuming it's gonna break the block the blockade, which it has to do to get off on me. Right. The
1: way to escape the blockade would be that The fog, fog
3: cutter. cutter? And how big are, are these ships are we talking? Like how, what's the crew?
0: They are, okay, so if you were thinking a modern navy, these aren't battleships, these are destroyers. So like how many people do you think, 30, 50? They got a, no, they got like a crew at 12 each. Okay. Because again, these ships are semi-sentient. So the people running them are these wild elves who are, who are linked with the ship. So the ship does what the wild elves say. It, it, it allows a smaller crew to handle them. They basically, it, 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 it's a living vessel.
3: They're going to try to sneak aboard that one then. Like get out to that outer wall and then hang tight and
0: wait for their timing to get onto that other ship. They can easily board a barge, shadow right behind them because there's lots of traffic in that canal. That won't be weird at all. And then, as soon as they get to where the other ship is docked, they can try and jump onto it, I guess, or get Stole onto the docks. And then, yeah,
3: yeah, that's what they're gonna they're gonna do that.
4: I look to Haldir and say, "We're going to have to work on this relationship." And then I look to the rest of the crew. You recognize, Lord? Uh, Haldir Loran, he's working for me now. Obey his orders, as long as they align with my wishes. It's time to set sail and weigh anchor. I'll be below decks waiting for you, and I wink at Haldir and head back down to the cabin.
0: As she leaves the cabin deck, the men snap to immediately. But as you pass them, Haldir, they also turn to you and they salute you. Welcome back, my lord. It's like they're following both orders and it doesn't seem to cause any disparity in their mind. Starting to feel a lot like I'm a servant again. <laughs> yeah, so far.
2: Maybe it'd be better if I stayed. Yeah, the issue is there's no guarantee Franny would you know wouldn't just kill me immediately, right? Though she. Actually she way. probably would, yeah, definitely.
4: As Ariska is is walking away, she turns and looks over her shoulder. She sees this moment of hesitation. And she walks back over to you, Hal dear. And unless you stop her, she steps in, looks you in the eye, leans in, and kisses you. She kisses you long and deep. Don't dally, sweetheart. And she turns and struts back.
2: so during that uh, uh, during that kiss because I understand from what you've mentioned I think not on the podcast that elves are generally sensitive to skin touches is is there anything that that I felt there with the connection anything that I could ascertain about who this god of chaos is
0: anything when that occurs I would like you to roll perception no I'd like you to roll insight uh 15 there is this intense wave of many things, emotion, pleasure, power. Well, I'm not saying that she's an honest person, but I'm saying that this moment is honest. And then for a second, you see the union in the middle of the void, and you see the world storm raging behind it, and you see through the world storm, and you see the god of chaos, the true god of chaos, who is still trapped within that world storm. And then, boom, you're immediately back in your own moment and her lips part from yours. I would have recognized the true god of chaos behind the, behind the union. Even if you didn't know exactly what this, what this giant crackling energy of a woman was you know it's the god of chaos the old god of chaos do i know what her motivations are uh right now she's just consumed with rage because she's trapped within this world storm so she's this frothing ball of rage and that's all that you know so the god of chaos previously tried to destroy the world well in a way yes yeah basically make it better
2: yeah Make it different, and do I do I know that? Do I know that that was the cause of the world
0: storm? That was the cause of the battle between the gods. No one knows that. No, we do. Well, you guys know, but I mean, look at it. four people know, five, six people know. That's it. Seven people know.
2: I start yelling to the crew, you know, hoist the mainsails and uh, blah 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 other ship-related things. Something involving jib. Something yes, and so the ship um, starts to move. Don't get a good feeling from all of this. That's fair. I should so. hope not. Yeah, what, what, I, what, I, what, I, what I've inferred so far is this is clearly not the God of Chaos. This is maybe, maybe either a portion of the power of the God of Chaos or a person who the God of Chaos is inhabiting, much like she is the other godlings. So perhaps she is not the god that I thought she was. That means, one... Maybe I can use her more than I thought I was able to. Two, maybe I'm not as beholden to her as it seems, but also leaves me with pretty much no choice but to leave. So I kind of hope that Franny has seen this or at least can replay it like an instant replay in her mind and see that I literally had no other choice and no other option except to die.
1: Well, then die!
0: Yeah, well, that probably <laughs> would have been the reaction, but you know what? It- no, we all know Fryney as very understanding, yeah, and yeah, patient,
1: yeah. so kind. Phryne, the forgiving.
2: I go to uh, I go to my quarters, and I don't go to her. Actually, I'd like to leave my quarters again and make sure I'm on the on the boat, so people can see
0: that I'm the person that's you know that wants the boat to leave. So you walk in, you walk straight into your quarters, you slam the door behind you, you stand in the room for like. Five seconds, and you're like, oh, fuck. And you turn back around, throw the door open, and stomp back towards the top of the ship. How many of these little boats are around? There's just four of them sitting right there. So what do they have?
3: They just have themselves, huh?
0: That's it. They got them. Yeah. I would like you to roll a die four. Oh, shit. Because you're going to pick a barge, right? So I'd like you to roll a die four. Four. So you're walking towards, I assume, the nearest barge to wherever the ship took off from. Glancing at each other, and you're clearly like, you, you know, you, you, you can't just stop. you got to keep moving because there's so many eyes. You have to look like you're purposeful. So you can't break that stride, but you're kind of like not quite trying to figure out like what the hell do we do? Like we've gotten to this point, we're almost there, but like how do we finish this final piece? And as you're walking up to the docks, the the uh, postman, I guess, with the guys with the poles, so the poleman... The ramps are already lowered. They're just lowered and waiting for people to walk on. So they glance down. They go back to their poles, and one of them looks back and elbows the guy next to him and points. He's like, look, it's Team Jackdaw. Oh, <laughs> Well, it's like Team Jackdaw and someone, but Brannick had his haircut. He's not covered in blood anymore. Not everyone would exactly know who he was, so yeah. they may just assume that they rotated out a player. Hey, they got it. But they got a new guy. And that guy's even bigger than the other one. Mm. Hey, hey! And so they're kind of excited. It's like, oh, hey, team Jackdaw, and like, what are you guys doing? And um, what are you here for? You here for a contest?
3: The big guy would look over at the thief, and the thief would look over at him, and then the thief would just move his eyes up, and and um, as he sees, like he looks, he looks up at the guys that control what are, the levers. yeah
0: well they're 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 poles they all have like a. they they all stand on a corner and kind of pull the thing into position he
3: looks up to the guy at the poles and he like looks over at the canal at the fog cutter always great to meet a new fan
0: we're on our way to the fog cutter right now You, you you just missed it but listen if we get in the canal by the time we get down Oh, man, we won't be able to get him there, but by the time we get to the main gate, they're going to have to hold for at least a second, so that'll give us time to shout out. Come on, come on. we got to go now. Oh, yes. Let's go right now. They start paddling hard to keep up, and as the fog cutter is waved out into the main canal, they're able to slide along past, and the guards wave you past as well, because, again, these barges come and go frequently. So now you're both in... The channel, and you're both just like pacing each other. Are there guys on our barge right now? There's four guys on your barge paddling, and then you three in the middle. Oh man! Oh, uh, are we? Uh, we're in the vicinity of the fog cutter right now, though, right? You're about 50 feet behind it, and because the canal is going at pace, you're always going to be 50 feet behind it because you guys are just in the drift right now.
3: When we get close enough, where we're under the cover of the fog cutter. There's four guys on the barge, one in each corner, I imagine, right? Correct. I want us uh, to be in the center as a triangle. They look over at the guys on each corner. They're preparing an action to, like, take them all out.
4: If Haldir hasn't shown up in about ten minutes... What was what was the name of that poor boy that you beat the hell out of? Vesson. Vesson. If he hasn't shown up in a few minutes, I'm reaching out to Vesson, who I think I sent to bed. Isn't that right? In fact, he's just down the hall. Yes. Yeah, so I'm reaching out to him, summoning him, and I'm asking him to, uh, to bring along a friend, uh, if there's one on the way, another member of the crew, perhaps... Uh, a female. So a few minutes
0: later, there is a knock on your cabin door. Enter. The door slowly swings open. Trembling Vesson enters with a cautious, another cautious looking wood elf. And they both step in and Vesson's like, I'm, I'm any kind of waves
4: towards here. And he's like, "I, I, I uh, uh, we're here. That's a good boy, Vesson. Good, so good. Shut the door. He closes his eyes and squints just a little hard and turns back and
0: pushes the door shut behind him.
4: Did I mention that she was in bed at this point? So, as Vesson closes the door, Ariska tosses off the sheet, steps up. Uh, She's completely naked, of course. she walks up to Vesson uh, and closes in on him. What's his reaction to seeing her approaching him in this way?
0: You have this radiance of power and the second, like, the closer you get to him, the more he's just falling into that web and fall and the, the power just washes over him. So, utter terror, but at the same time, utter wonder.
4: She reaches out with her hand. She sort of traces her nail across uh, his cheek and his jawline. I like you, Vesson. I like you.
0: So, for the last ten minutes, as the ship is pulling anchor, as you've gone down to your cabin, as you've marched back up to your deck and you're watching your crew work with you know, the same rapid efficiency you would expect from them. You've passed through the main gates and you're entering the canal. What are you doing and what are you thinking? I'd like to once again, for the second time in the day, analyze what kind of powers I have. I would like you to roll a wisdom. Fourteen. It takes you a while to reestablish, but you recognize that again You have all the powers you had before. You can call your sword whenever you wish. All of the warlock spells and abilities. Again, It's like someone turned down the dimmer and then turned it right back up. And your powers are there. They feel a little more available. You feel like you've been let in just a little bit more. And it plays with you a bit because there's this dancing chord of chaos. And you are a very... You are a man who likes to plan. You are a man that likes that things to happen in order with precision, but there's this kind of thrill when you're at a tall balcony. You're like 3, 4, maybe, you know, not too many stories up for it to be scary, but enough stories for you to glance down. Like maybe 2 stories up or you're at the top of a staircase and there's that voice in the back of your head. Jump. That's what it feels like, but it's thrilling. It's not scary. I mean, it's it's a little scary, but it's really thrilling.
2: Okay, that's interesting. Uh, All my spells, I feel like, are the same, including the new one? Absolutely. Just a new color. Just a new color. So I summon my sword again, and I want to look at it. Just like a man
3: (laughs) summons his sword just to look at it.
0: So you're standing in the middle of the deck, and there's a nice breeze rolling now, and your ship's proceeding forward, and it feels... You feel the most in control and the most at place that you have felt pretty much this entire time. You summon this green scimitar of energy out of your right hand and it crackles. Your lions lay at your feet and kind of overlap over each other and they're starting to get a little bit tired and this is how they're signaling it to you. But for that moment, all of your power is centered in this place. And you take a deep breath and you feel Powerful. Uh, so my lions need to eat. Are the lions still awake? I thought they were only awake for an hour. We've been on uh, this. It's for... been about an hour. Oh no no. This is the this is the first ten minutes of the canal. So This oh, is at okay. the hour gotcha. and they're getting tired, so they're going to have to go sleep. Well, they have to go to the their magical hunting grounds and eat. Exactly. Right. I, I think they need to.
2: Do they need to eat when they're outside as well? They just need to eat when they return home. Okay. Well, I'm going to feed them anyway. Uh, I like. Oh yeah, they'll happily eat no matter what. <laughs> I uh I I summon one of the one of the wood elves that happened to be on the ship and I, um, I asked them to bring me a piece of meat uh, or a large flank of something something large that my lions can eat
0: the wood elf shouts an elven to hey, two it? other elves by the railing, uh, hello, they I lean down to I the railing and start gliding their fingers over it and chanting an elven and the wood around it kind of warps into a tunnel that reaches down to the waterline and dives down into it hello. A burst of water shoots up through this tunnel, and a couple carp are just dropped onto the deck. Um, before they, before the lions eat them, I want to take them into my into my quarters. They walk over, hand the fish to you. The lions clearly want the fish, but they're very well behaved, so they kind of like. You know, they give you a a couple plate of whales, but they're following along, and now they're very much cats. Like, like their tails are up and they're just kind of pouncing along beside you and, like, you know, sometimes reaching up and swatting a bit. You're like, no, no. You know what I mean? And they're following you back to your quarters.
2: Uh, I I need to go someplace private. Um, Let's say whatever, my ship ma- ship's mate's quarters. I don't know. The second in the, command, well, would he have the, one?
0: Uh, yeah, the XO would have his own room. It would be a much well, smaller Grandmama's room, obviously. sitting room.
1: Yeah, let's go to grandma's sitting room. That's perfect. That was on her ship. No, she also had a sitting room in every oh, ship. Oh, that's...
0: Right, she, she has okay, a sitting you know room in every ship. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandma, yeah. Yeah. Grandma Mom. yeah. I think so. Yeah, in every well, see these lit. These are living ships, so in every single ship there'd be an aster room somewhere. So yeah, you throw up and, like you count the doors, you throw up in the second one, and there is this well-appointed small room, but filled with asters. So I walk in one, of the, and I close the door behind me with the lions. I
2: take one of the fish. My left hand. I throw it in the air and I slice it before it hits the ground with the
0: uh, with the sword. Psst. Cuts right through it and it sears the wound as it crackles through. These two halves of fish fall to the ground and both are sizzling at the edge where they were cut. I have always wanted to have
2: a lightsaber. <laughs> then they can eat their fill and that's fine. I stay down there for at least a little while, uh, meditating until I. Um,
0: Leave until uh, I don't know how long. How long does it take for the canal to reach? You've got a couple hours until you reach that main gate. All the furniture is wood, and the table in front of you forms two wooden cups, and then tea simply drains in through the bottom. Is there a way for me to train during this time? You know, can I practice my sword play Can I practice my wizardry? You could take a short rest and reattune with all of your abilities.
2: Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, I'll take a short rest. How long does that last?
0: One hour. Okay, perfect. By the time the rest is over, we can say you take the deck again and get pre- pre- prepared to meet the main
4: gate. Perfect. As I get a sense that we're approaching the gate, uh, this is a critical moment. So so I've had my fun, and I, I kiss them both and linger over them for just a moment. And as I do, as my lips touch theirs I again press and push that love and that passion that flaming passion into them all right off with you then i think you have work to do
0: and they do and she was working in the bilge below deck getting that ready and he his job is up on the main deck so he goes up to the main deck happy and skipping as can be and starts swabbing As both ship captains are rather busy, the Jackdaw's barge easily sweeps in behind the fog cutter. A small silver bird darts along the ship, unnoticed by all, and climbs high above the King Sea at an astonishing speed. The bird turns and dips back down, a few hundred miles north and west, diving along the high cliffs of Qadar's southern coast until it finds a supply vessel called the Burden. The silver bird spirals down through the main hatch to the cargo hold below and silently soars above the bird's captain, who pours over a logbook resting on a large barrel. As the bird turns toward an open porthole, dozens and dozens of more barrels are revealed, each made of ironwood and holding 55 gallons of the explosive acid from Gal Hadir. The bird climbs heavenward again and dives back to the sea along Rizan's western desert edge, slowly circling the moss green sails of the reborn treant Steelbeard. It alights on an open windowsill and peeks in at Dudala resting in a large bed while Rina sits close, drawing her. The bird tilts its head and Dudala opens her eyes, rolling pink and purple with energy. The bird flaps its silver wings and takes off yet again, soaring into the sky very briefly before turning west and dropping back down only a few dozen miles away. It circles an angular narrow sailing vessel forged of ebony wood and sporting matte black triangular sails. A massive godstone over three feet long is lashed to the nose of the ship, and a series of pulleys and levers surround the deck's only occupant. She stands wrapped in a shimmering black cloak of raven's feathers. A shock of flame-red hair spills out from the velvet mask around her eyes. Pale, pointed ears not nearly as long as those of her kind that guard the forest mark her as one of the high elves. The silver bird lands on her shoulder and she turns her head to listen to its cause. They are close, she announces after a moment and throws one of the levers forward, raising the boat's main sail. And they have the Eye of Saw. I'm I'm armored up and ready. A voice announces behind her from a dwarf flying high above in a suit of crimson and gold plate. A series of glowing stones are embedded throughout the armor and a pair in each gauntlet send form beams of light that sweep the deck below. Let's assemble the team. Thank you for joining us for episode 71, Shattered Remains. For my DM's notes on this episode, including complete stats for both the Warden and the Raven, check out patreon.com godsfall. For more information on all of our current and future shows, check out our new podcasting collective at neonrival.com. And as a final note, if you love the show and have yet to pick up a God's Fall world book, you still have a short window to reserve a print copy, and PDFs will always be available at worldbook.godsfall.com. Your support makes everything else we do possible, including future stories and adventures in the world of Calgun. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time in the Five Kingdoms.